Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello Aquarius, welcome to Libra season. The first week and a half of Libra season includes a period of time that is a kind of residual completion of retrogrades. Over the last couple of months, we have been experiencing the inner planets, Mercury and Venus, retrograde, respectively, in the signs of Virgo and Leo. And in the collective astrology, uh, this is a period of time in which a lot of things feel topsy-turvy. The RE prefix has to get applied a lot. There is a need to remain with things, to return, to reflect, to revise, to repair, reconsider, etc. And as we head into Libra season, these retrogrades are completing, but the first week and a half uh, is the end of what are called their shadow periods. And this is a period of integration when what has been topsy-turvy starts to reconfigure and then we can deal with the residue and figure out where we want to go from here. Leo is your opposite sign, and so whenever we are considering what's happening in the opposition of a polarity of signs, we're really needing to think about the opposing space or the mirrored or reflective space of others. And Virgo, as a sign that follows Leo, has a lot to do for Aquarius with the subtext of relationship and the uh, more subtle or subconscious uh, parts of relationship that are deeply emotional, that are somatic and embodied. These are parts of relationship that can be pretty complex to figure out and talk about because they are complex. And whenever we're in the space of relationship, we are in a deep space of unconscious. Um, I've read all kinds of uh, percentages, and I don't remember them at the moment, but you can do your own research. There's, you know, some kind of percentage of uh, information that human beings are able to consciously perceive at any given moment, and it's really, really small. Uh, I think we can perceive like 0.00037 of all available light, for example. And that doesn't mean that light isn't present or that there aren't ways that our bodies are perceiving uh, light, but what our eyes or brains can process is a very, very small slice of what is actually here. 
And when we are in the presence of an other, then we are also in the presence of their unconscious. And when two beings who carry an enormous amount of unconscious potentiality inside of them come into an interaction, then we have uh, double the amount of unconscious potentiality. So moving into Libra season, Libra being a sign that is deeply associated with conscious relationship, with contracts, with agreements, with the uh, notions, the conceptual or abstracted notions of what relationships are or should be or could be, such as the defining titles of marriage or friendship or business partnership or something like that, um, requires on some level a deep examination and investigation of what we are bringing into relationship. And this is a major theme for Aquarius right now, what you are bringing into your relationships. And when you are examining what you're bringing into relationships, it is absolutely imperative that you examine who you are and what has made you and where you came from. Um, it's all too easy to reduce ourselves and one another into like whatever the reactions or perceptions we're having at any given moment might be. And uh, we have all kinds of language to define those very limited states of being. But if we are really going to do the work of evolution and growth in our own beings and inside of our relationships, we have to take time to self-reflect and consider how we have become uh, who and what we are and really deeply consider what has been part of our becoming that is unconscious and to some extent try and make what is unconscious conscious so that we can work skillfully uh, with it or inside of that. So as we move into Libra season, I have a feeling uh, of, of you being in a space of trying to make what is unconscious more conscious, particularly in the spaces of your relationships. And here let's consider all kinds of relationships, and that includes family members, it includes spouses and romantic partners, it includes business partners and collaborators, it includes friends, it includes strangers, and it includes people who might antagonize you or who you might feel even as enemies. And it also includes everybody else. And if you walk down the street uh, in any given town on any given day, you're going to encounter an enormous uh, field of others. And in that field, you will find all kinds of elicitations in your body, mind, being of attraction, aversion, curiosity and interest, or total ignorance, like you barely even notice somebody, etc. And you're in a moment right now, I think, of experiencing a kind of deeply bodily and psychological uh, state of relationship, meaning that you're affected, <laughs> people are affecting you, and 
this is of course true all the time, but there is a heightened awareness of the effect of others as well as a heightened awareness of your potential effect on them that feel like big themes as we head into Libra season. So from the equinox on September 22nd uh, through the first week of October, there is an energy in the collective horoscope that is somewhat impulsive, but is also really dynamic and has a lot of potential to awaken in new ways and make different kinds of choices. And I have a feeling uh, in your chart that there is an activation inside the space of relationship and an urgency almost to shift things, to make decisions, to figure out the what, the how, the where, the why. And this could be uh, within the interworkings of maybe the more psychological aspects of your dynamics with specific people, or it may be in general in the ways that you feel yourself in the world relating with others. And there could also be very particular circumstances, um, projects, collaborations, agreements, contracts, etc., that are in the midst of some kind of process that require uh, decision making and sorting things out. I really want to encourage you to exercise caution during this first week and a half of Libra season. And when I say exercise caution, I don't mean be distrustful and I don't mean stall or halt any kind of processes. I simply mean keep your wits about you. And it's really important for you at this time to be deeply embodied or as embodied as you possibly can be. And what I mean when I say embodied is connected to your bodily experience. And this is incredibly challenging for most people on earth at this time because we live in a world that is really predicated very much on disembodiment and disarticulation and disassociation. We live in a world that has been completely shaped by um, forced migration, by enslavement, by extraction and severing of communities and families. We also live in a world that has been very deeply shaped by notions of individualism, whether that's individual heroism or martyrdom or the idea that, you know, you are responsible for yourself and you got to do X, Y, and Z for you and pull yourself up by the bootstraps and etc. Um, dominant culture in the world today really does not do a great job at honoring the interconnections and sensitivity of our interrelationship and the necessity for relationship in uh, not only our personal experiences, but in the well-being and health of our world as a whole. So over the course of this first week and a half or so of Libra season, it feels really important to me that you practice attuning to your body, particularly when you find yourself in circumstances of any kind that involve other people, and especially circumstances that might involve any kind of heightened energy with other people. And that could be on the positive 
or more challenging end of the spectrum. It could be enthusiastic collaboration or really intense conflict. But either way and everywhere in between, you are going to be supported the more present and embodied you can be. So what kinds of embodiment practices do you participate with? If you have found your way to this podcast, I'm going to guess that you have encountered at least a few mind-body practices. Maybe you've done some meditation. Maybe you've taken some yoga classes. Maybe you are a meditation and yoga master. Maybe, you know, you, you, I'm sure, have encountered at least a couple of techniques uh, if you are not well-versed in them. And I also, again, want to say that we live in a world that does not make staying embodied easy. And in the Aquarius solar charts, um, the first week and a half of Libra season feels like a time that will not be easy for all of you to stay embodied because there are heightened sensations inside of the emotional and relational sphere. And unless you are deeply practiced at staying with sensations, a lot of times what can happen is that these kinds of sensations hijack our consciousness and attention. So for example, um, let's say that you get into an argument with somebody and in the course of this argument, what happens on a physiological level is that your heart rate goes up and uh, very Frequently, arguments produce fight-or-flight responses in our nervous systems, and so on a parasympathetic nervous system level, we might become way more attuned to a singular point of focus, or we might um, kind of space out or spread out completely. Our consciousness might go towards fighting or fleeing, and in that, it doesn't mean that we aren't in our bodies, in some ways, our bodily responses are dictating our mental and emotional experiences. But the embodiment or the, the process of embodiment is to link consciousness, mind, emotion, heart, and physical body. And so in this particular example, in the middle of a fight, if you notice that you're getting activated, if your heart rate is going up, if you find that your body is getting tense, if all you can focus on is, you know, fighting the other person and proving how they're wrong, or you're just trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there, one option that you have is tuning in with your breath, really trying to bring sensory awareness into your physical body, especially your lower body, your feet, your pelvic floor, the tissues of your abdomen and your belly. Uh, this is also a really great moment to tune in with the Libra-ruled part of the body, which is your low back, uh, where your kidneys and your adrenal glands are. And if you were to bring your hands right now to your back body and touch where your lowest ribs um, uh, are, kind of just above your lower back, your hands would be close to your adrenal glands. And these are glands, of course, that produce adrenaline and cortisol, some of the uh, fight or flight hormones that get released into the body in moments of stress. 
And in moments of high activation, which by the way, don't necessarily need to come through in an argument, can come through in moments of passion and excitement and exuberance as well, um, we might want to take some deep breaths into our back bodies. And you could even imagine a loving, kind presence, kind of just with a hand at your back that you can rest into. Um, this would be a time to consciously try and calm the mind and encourage the body to soften and relax, slow the heart rate down, and tune in with your capacities for listening through your ears, but also through your skin, through your organs, and through your uh, emotional or energetic attunement. So that's just one example, but it is an example that some of you might find helpful, uh, especially during this um, season, as a lot of the themes that are coming up in the Aquarius charts have to do with the labor that is required to maintain inner body balance in spaces of polarization and dynamic relationship. Again, whether that is feeling positive or negative, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's the sense of being able to stay centered in yourself and in a place of clarity and comparable calmness so that you can make choices that are in service to your highest good and the highest good of all involved. And also so that you can engage in communication uh, towards effective means uh, so that you can listen and understand what people are communicating to you in ways that allow you to absorb the information skillfully and communicate skillfully in turn. There's a full moon on September 29th that really highlights this point of activation. And it's especially around this full moon that I really want to encourage you to practice uh, mind-body integration and any kinds of techniques that can help you get grounded in your body and really put you into a position where you can listen, respond, and communicate skillfully. This is extra important because I think that a lot of you are trying to work things out in the space of relationship that are pretty important things. I don't know what they are, but they feel foundational, they feel material, they feel practical, they feel like they have a lot to do potentially with your sense of stability. Uh, some of you are really in it around money, resources, time, presence, attention, and themes of what you need and what you want and how that's coming into play in your relationships and needs and wants and stability and resources are all places where human beings can get really activated. But they're also places where we can co-create and design uh, our lives collaboratively with one another. And if you're able to skillfully communicate, stay centered in yourself and be um, well in your relationships, then this is also a period of time that you can work brilliantly with other people and really figure things out in new ways, in innovative ways, in ways that feel like they are going to open up some exciting new chapters, uh, new adventures, and sense of freedom for you and potentially others. Uh, but we 
need you present. We need you embodied. We need you attuned so that you are able to track what's happening for yourself internally and be response able in uh, your external environments and relationships. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space, a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead. The practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are offered by donation and available by recording if you can't attend live. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Embodied astrology has so much going on, and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. All right, so getting into October, we are moving into eclipse season. Eclipses happen twice per year, and they generally happen in sets of two. We had eclipses earlier this year in April and May, and now we have two eclipses coming up in October. The first is October 14th. We have a new moon and solar eclipse in the sign Libra. And then later in the month on October 28th, there is a full moon and lunar eclipse in the sign Taurus. The eclipses in 2023 are occurring um, between two series of eclipses. Eclipses get sequentially earlier every year through a process called precession. Since November of 2021, eclipses have happened in Scorpio and Taurus seasons, but this year eclipses precessed into Aries and Libra seasons. And so this, along with many other signatures in current astrology, speaks to being in kind of an in-between time where currents of the past are presenced and surfacing so that they can be resolved, completed, and integrated in order to move forward into our next chapters. From the second week of October forward, and I'm going to say from October 10th until about November 10th, we're in a period of uh, heightened eclipse activity, and this activity feels 
wonky and weird in a lot of ways. Uh, eclipses, in my experience, are often very um, kind of psychedelic times where I often feel that timelines are blending and merging and strange things happen. And they're often periods of time where what has been accumulating for some time suddenly becomes really immense and then something has to happen. And eclipses tend to be uh, kind of breakdown or breakthrough moments frequently. And as I just mentioned, they are uh, opportunities to close out certain chapters so that we can move forward with uh, what's new. Now, in your chart, uh, over the course of the last two years or so since November of 2021, there has been an evolutionary impulse for you to become more grounded and embodied. So a bunch of what I spent the first part of this horoscope speaking to um, might be familiar terrain for you at this point. In the last couple of years, I think a lot of you have understood that you are really uh, the person who is primarily responsible for maintaining your sense of uh, stability. And this is, of course, not always easy and sometimes near impossible, given the fact that the world that we live in is highly unstable. However, you can't control the world, you can't control external circumstances, and therefore you need to focus on what you can do. And what you can do is limited, um, but it's also profound and powerful. And over the last couple of years, if you have been tuning in with these kinds of uh, impulses and currents moving through the collective or archetypal space, I think you probably have recognized at least some sources of new agency when it comes to the experience of embodied uh, autonomy or sovereignty. And this is really important for you right now as we move into the next series of eclipses that are going to highlight your capacities to relate in a really different way. Now, as you may have heard me talk about in previous horoscopes, or you may be aware through uh, your other astrological influences, the outer planet Pluto is coming into your sign, Aquarius, uh, this year and next year, and it will stay for a really long time. Uh, Pluto has uh, about a 250-year orbit around the sun. Um, it is entering Aquarius in 2023 through a very slow process where it moves in, then retrogrades back into the previous sign Capricorn a couple of times. And on October 10th, Pluto makes its second ingress into Aquarius. It entered your sign for just a couple of months earlier in the year between March and June. Um, it's been retrograde in the late degrees of Capricorn, and now it's coming back into your sign. And it will uh, be there for a couple of months. Um, it will have another retrograde next year before entering your sign for good at the end of 2024. And there it will remain until the 2040s. 
So this is a really big deal. This is a major influence in the astrology for Aquarius. And this happens to coincide with eclipses and some other events that are pretty notable, um, all kind of coming in uh, as we get into the second week of October. So let me once again uh, emphasize how important it is that you are doing some kind of embodiment practice. Uh, the presence of Pluto is very, very powerful and it can be an immense activation. Um, a lot of you are really feeling a very strong need to change and the changes that you are wanting and needing are probably far reaching and extend into many areas of your life. Um, there's also qualities of fadedness that are probably pretty palpable right now and a heightened sensitivity to what's happening in your communal and collective spaces. The eclipse window as we enter into mid-October again is also a very potent and powerful time. And what is needed from you at this time is to be an exceptional communicator. We need you to be really tuned in with your inner wisdom and open to uh, guidance from those who you really admire and see as uh, teachers and wisdom keepers who have influenced you and helped you um, embody and uh, kind of realize your highest potentials. Now, these people could be figures that are um, kind of ubiquitous or unknown, like Jesus or Buddha. They can also be specific figures in your life that have offered you important guidance and teachings. And I want to emphasize that you are also a guide for yourself. And in any relational space, no matter who you are relating with, whether they are older or younger, whether they seem to be more established or more successful or not, uh, any human being who you are relating with is also a possible teacher. And the teaching for you at this time is attunement and empathic awareness towards yourself and others. You need to be balanced right now between your inner and your outer experience. We really need you to be listening very deeply through your body as well as through all your other perceptive faculties. We need you to be measured in your affect and your impact, taking time to consider how you want to respond. We need you to be response-able, not reactive. And in order to not be reactive, we need you to be working on knowing yourself and knowing what your reactive triggers are. So that's easy, right? <laughs> it's not hard at all. Um, I'm joking. If you can't tell, that's a joke. That's me being sarcastic. That's really deep work. And it's not going to happen in a single meditation uh, session. It's not going to happen by reading a single book. It's going to happen through ongoing commitment and devotion and discipline. The word discipline uh, is related to disciple. And there's a quality here of really bringing yourself with commitment and clarity to your purpose 
um, so that you can step into this new chapter of your life. This next chapter of your life is asking you to arrive in community in a new kind of way. And I don't know what that means for each of you. It's going to mean something very different for every Aquarian uh, out there. But my sense is, is that you have a lot to give and there are strong qualities of leadership that are coming through you at this time. But in order for you to lead most effectively and brilliantly, you also need to know how to listen and how to follow. And in order to lead, listen, and follow, you need to be present. And in order to be present, you need to be embodied. And I want to say that this is where the hope is for you right now. And if you look out at the million and 50 things to feel despair or hopelessness about in the world, one place to find hope is in the space of transformative relationship and what can happen when we call ourselves and one another into presence. And Aquarius, I think that this is what you are trying and needing to do in Libra season. Thanks for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview, included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and our monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 Year Ahead readings. These readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023, specific for your sun, rising, and moon signs. My Year Ahead readings are now discounted by 50%. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Maji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this gorgeous background music. Vera just released a new EP linked in our show notes. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the best in the season ahead.